Hello to our listeners and welcome to TNT ESQ. Along with my co-host Teresa Quinlan, I'm Rhys Thomas. We make up TNT. For those of you who don't know, TNT is our initials. Simple, right? Uh, we're here to explode the status quo. This series is all about talking with people who are helping us to think differently so we can start doing differently. Our guest today is Oleg Lohid. For reason myself, Oleg is a fellow member of the Humans First Club. His energy and perspective and stories always add richness to the dialogue. He's the founder and producer of the Overcoming Odds podcast, sharing personal journey and breakthroughs. Today's conversation is definitely an eavesdropping kind of conversation because we three are on an exploration of thought. What do you need to belong to in order to feel belonging? Now, Oleg has such an inquisitive mind and heart. So this episode of TNT ESQ is likely to challenge the status quo of what each of us has actually considered up to this point when it comes to our own belonging, our own identity, our community, and how we are in the world. Belonging. What will we do in order to belong? What do we need to do? Who knows what we're going to shake loose out of the tree today? Welcome, Oleg. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this chance to be a part of your guys' work, your platform. And I'm grateful to know the two of you outside of this particular work. And so I'm really grateful for this opportunity. We all belong here together. When we have sort of an obsession in thought or an obsession in action, sometimes it begins somewhere with a story or an experience. And this whole quest around understanding belonging and what it means from the human nature, where did that start for you? That is a very loaded question. The, the question kind of started with, I guess you could say the ultimate question, and that is what is life? But we're not going to get into that particular question for this episode. For me, when this started was when I moved to when I moved to Austin, Texas, was one of the first cities. At that particular time, I began this journey of committing to myself and learning as much as I can about this particular journey that I'm on of creating a space for other people to be able to embrace their own individual individual experiences and recognize the uniqueness and the power within their own stories. What I began to notice along that particular journey at the beginning stages of it all was this concept of belonging doesn't really, at least in my, in my eyes, it's not really connected to a specific time or a specific place. And the reason why I thought that was because I had moved through so many different places throughout my life and mm -hmm. countries, including even moving from Ann Arbor to Texas, in a way it's moving from one country to another just mm -hmm. how different the two are. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think my initial curiosity began to develop as far as what is belonging and is belonging related to a specific place is belonging related to a specific feeling. And if so, what is that feeling? Where have I experienced it? How can I recreate it? I always continue to question myself and this curiosity gets sometimes so overwhelming where I run into a wall and just say, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. So belonging has, has been that topic for me. And as the three of us were having the initial conversation, one of the things that stood out to me from that particular call was, is belonging related to connection or is belonging the same thing as connection? 
And I think probably the best way to do any sort of breakdown of a topic is to first define it. Ooh, time out. I find definitions is the box that contains you and limits mm -hmm. our thoughts. So if we define it first, then we're limited to our definition. Okay. So you approach it from just different perspectives and as far as what it could be. And then from there, you try and relate it more so to what relates to you. Yes, because I don't need a I don't need a definition, and sometimes we don't even need a destination. We don't need an mm -hmm. endpoint; just the exploration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, that's really interesting because for me, it's been a little bit different, and that is when it comes to some of these more complex topics—belonging, happiness, joy. What I found that has helped me is to define a baseline for what it is mm -hmm. and not necessarily what it could be because I think through the questioning and kind of that particular pursuit you can figure out what it could be so you can expand upon it for me it's been a little bit of a challenge because if I don't have the foundation or if I don't I don't have the baseline well where do I expand from right. what do I build off of like what, what is that building block mm -hmm. surely the concepts or the definition as you need it is only momentary for that present time mm -hmm. and that you know you've had lots of times in your life where belonging has made, meant different things to you we're all familiar with your story i'm sure it's mm -hmm. a particularly uh, resonant topic for you but would you then say that you've evolved your thinking many times in different areas in different situations to what belonging means to you and and if so how and why and do you, what, what does belonging mean to you right now you know, it's a great question on many different reasons. And I think the first reason is this, that, that comes to mind is that it's okay to pivot and it's okay to change. What I've learned over time in my long 27 years on this planet, mm -hmm. it is that sometimes I've been in environments where change and making a different decision and, and pivoting within your course wasn't accepted. It was more so you, you come in, you stick to the rules, and then you follow the game plan. And then you move up from one position to another and you continue on with the same mindset. Yep. But what I've learned is that throughout life, I mean, that's what life is about. Adapting to new changes and changing constantly. It also points me to the same subject that is an indecision is also a decision. Well, change is going to happen regardless, whether you want it or not. This concept of belonging and how it has evolved initially, like I said, it was something that I associated to a specific place. And then once I moved away, whether it was from my household or from my, even some of my closest friends who were able to provide me that sense of comfort and support. And I moved into a completely new city, completely new environment for a couple of weeks to a couple of months. I felt lost. I felt lost primarily because I felt disconnected. I didn't know who I could share some of these deeper moments, some of these realizations that I had besides picking up the phone and calling halfway across the country to someone that was pre previously there. And then what I began to realize was that belonging for me, it is about connection and it's about a connection on so many different levels, but primarily what I invest most of my time in is connection with individuals who bring the same type of energy and similar thought patterns. So people who continue to challenge their own thinking, people who ask themselves the quote unquote big questions, what mm -hmm. is the meaning? What is the purpose? 
Why am I doing this? How can I improve? What does it mean to be in the present? Or am I being in the present? And so I, I've really just become, become genuinely curious in those questions. A lot, and a lot of it just has to do with, I think, who I am. So right now I can tell you that in this particular conversation, I belong. I belong because I can connect with the two of you on the same thought pattern. And I can learn from you. I can challenge my own thinking. So how, however, we want to break that, break that particular part down as far as what does belonging mean? That's what it is to me. I have a question for both moment. of you. Yes, mm -hmm. I have a question for both of you. When it comes to belonging, what are your thoughts around it being, it's a feeling and it's tangible. So it's a sensation, but it's also something observable. Are they, is it one or the other? Is it both? Do you need to have both for belonging to be full and complete? I think it's interesting that you raise that because I was having the same sort of thought because when Oleg was talking about the connection piece, he was saying that when he moves to a new place, he feels disconnected because he doesn't know anyone there. But if he needed to, he could pick up the phone for someone previously where he did have it. And so the connection was still there, but obviously it wasn't a physical connection anymore. It was mm -hmm. just via, via Skype. So. The two things are mutually exclusive. For me, I don't think I need to have one to have the other. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the connection is, is most important. Personally, the whole concept of belonging is important, but it's not really high up there on my, my, my value ladder, whatever you want to call it. It's a really interesting topic to discuss, especially with different people with different um, aspects to, to bring to the table. But for me, it's all about connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's so much more to everything that we discussed and everything we're about to discuss. And I think what ends up happening is, is what I've noticed kind of throughout my own journey is that when we look at places, even the workplace, right? We, we do, in, in my opinion, sometimes we do this, this practice, Teresa, like you had mentioned, and that is we just box it in. We try and think, oh, belonging is this. Mm. And, then, and then we think that we've solved the problem. But the, the challenge is that every single individual's definition or how they choose to look at belonging is going to be different. Or even as Reese said, where it sits in their value ladder. I like this visual of value ladder because belonging may sit on everyone's, but for some people, uh -huh. maybe really high on their ladder and others midway and other bottom way. So the value and importance we put to it will be very yeah. different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, when we talk about this value ladder, you're right, as far as belonging is not really high up there. If you were to ask me what are my, my values or what I stand for or what I live by, I don't even think I would mention that in top five. I think for me, it's more so connecting, learning, community, understanding, believing, trust. And then maybe from there, it's the sense of belonging. But at the same time, Here's another thing that I would like to add on to this conversation. So in, in my opinion, I believe belonging is a choice. Mm -hmm. I can choose to belong here. I can choose to belong at the Starbucks. I can choose to belong wherever I'm, I'm at, even though I might be surrounded by strangers. Now, part of that choice, there are some difficulties that come as far as being in an environment where I may not know a single soul. I also am understanding now that even in those situations, that there are things that I can connect with other people around. So I, I think belonging is a choice. I can choose to find it wherever I'm at. 
I think there's like an input and an output to belonging that you can uh -huh. choose. Like I have a sense of belonging wherever I go. I, I just choose to belong to uh -huh. other human beings, other situations, other communities. I choose to belong. And then when I get there, that community or group will let me know if I belong or not. They will have some sort of feedback for me. Grade six, I particularly remember joining the group of girls that were doing the double dutch was a really common exercise activity to do was skipping. And so I'm like, hey, I'd love to join in at recess today. And they're like, no, you can't join us today. And I had that sense of like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate because I've, I've always up to this point been able to participate. And you've always before allowed me to participate or I've been in the group and other people wanted to join and we joined them in. Why all of a sudden am I not allowed to be part of this group and i remember specifically having that thought process of well that doesn't feel very good i wonder why and then i turned around and i went and played with the boys who were playing basketball because i figured well all right i'll just go find someone else <laughs> no big deal and there was this sort of like input of like oh well, i thought and then the feedback of like no not today and having that cyclical pattern no big deal I guess I'll go elsewhere, but I, that's not going to be common. There were times where I got that feedback and I carried it for days with me thinking, why don't I get to be part of your group that's really hurtful? And other times where it wasn't. It's interesting to me that you said that belonging was a choice and obviously get that and I like the story, but for me, I would say belonging is a need. And the story that Teresa shared with me, she said, I needed to be part of this group. I wanted to join, so need and join are all the things I associate with belonging. I would flip belonging on its head and turn into welcoming. So welcoming is a choice. Belonging is a need. That's me personally. And I think the language that we use is always going to be really important in how we're describing our feelings and our concepts around different things. We're just essentially, we're just shooting the breeze about one word, belonging, and it's going on whenever it might go. And that's the best part about this conversation. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts on that are, Oleg, that I'm saying it's a need and I'm talking about welcoming rather than belonging. That's a very difficult question. It's so uh, good. <laughs> I think the reason why it's a difficult question is because I'm sitting here and I'm trying to put myself in a position where I can allow myself to understand that I need, well, not necessarily need belonging, but what is belonging because I've definitely experienced the feeling when I'm just here on my own. I've definitely experienced that sense of belonging without the community. Mm -hmm. As far as I need, I, I, I don't know if it's a need for me. And I think maybe one of the reasons why is because I live a life where when we talk about the latter of the, of the different components that make up who we are and the different things that are listed as far as what's important to me, learning, trust, community, I put equal value on each and every single one of them. So I don't really have a one and I don't have a five. So I, I do like your point as far as using language and understanding that language does matter and, and words are powerful. I, I will completely agree with that. In my lived experience, I don't know if belonging is a need. I think is, I think. Let me ask you this. Can you consider that for mm -hmm. some, for you it may not. Of be. course. 
Can yeah. you consider for some, it might be a need. And what would that be like mm -hmm. if it was a need for belonging is driving a fulfillment? What would that feel like from someone else's perspective of the necessity of then on the other side of that welcoming? Mm -hmm. Just to clarify the point about need, the idea of the concept of belonging means that you're searching for something that's external from you, from the group, from the from the membership club, whatever it is, I need something extra in me to feel fulfilled. Got it, got it. Of course, then I 100% then I um, agree with you when it comes to that. The, the words that you used, Teresa, initially, as far as welcoming you into that, into that space and, and mm -hmm. wanting to and inviting you to become a part of it. I've definitely experienced similar moments like that when I was, when I was in my middle school and I actually do have a moment like that sixth grade because that's the grade that I came to this country and so not speaking any English and not really understanding anything about this part of the world having to figure out all of the things that what I learned after a while every single other student goes through and that is stepping onto that playing field asking for someone to pass you that soccer ball mm -hmm. or passing you whatever it may be within the classroom but mm -hmm. not understanding the language Mm -hmm. but also understanding that there are other ways to communicate through the simple emotion of me coming to you or showing you what it's like to kick a soccer ball with my foot, people begin to understand. So I think there, there are many other ways to communicate, but I, I do, I do agree with you that it's for some people, it could be an invitation. I think we have an opportunity as human beings to perhaps create more opportunities for belonging or welcoming by dropping the price of admission. Maybe too often what we require is proof. You have to mm -hmm. pay at the door. We have to know that you've got A, B, and C qualities and criteria before mm -hmm. then you get to. You have to establish that we can trust you. You have to establish that you will be respectful. You have to establish that you'll play by our rules before then we will reciprocate that you belong here that's maybe mm -hmm. one of the things that makes the humans first environment so unique to everyone who's a first time experiencer their comments is along the lines of wow what an experience how welcomed i feel i did belong there and i didn't have to do anything except show up how do we continue to cultivate areas like that and opportunities like that? Well, I think part of that, what makes me think of is one of the reasons why I've been in situations where I had such, I guess you could say high standards or expectations mm -hmm. of someone else joining my tribe or my circle is the more that I actually think about it now, some of it had to do with, with what, I, what I was missing when I was younger. And so the people that then joined my tribe I had this checklist. Are they trustworthy? If I connect with them, will this happen? Will they help me in this particular way? What I've learned throughout my time is when it comes to creating this sense and this experience that people can belong, the first step that I try and take is understand that A, we're all fighting our own battles and B, we are where we are regardless of what the circumstances are. Wherever we are within our lives, that's the best that I can do is just meet you there and, and not create an expectation for me to only talk to you when you have 
achieved X, Y, and Z mm. or have gone through whatever the process may be, but rather just choose to actively engage in the conversation right now. What I always tell myself is, so what that you may not have a million dollars or, or publish the book, there's still value that you can add to other people. When you have a conversation long enough with an individual, there are ways that you can support and add value to each other mm-hmm. because you create opportunities to understand who you really are. Yeah, definitely agree with that. So tell us about how, you, how you're actively cultivating this sense of belonging in, in the important work that you're doing. So I know that you, you talked to me before about the events that you run, you've got the podcast, the article, mm-hmm. are you working on a book? I think maybe you are, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. How do you, Oleg, cultivate this idea of belonging as it's obviously integral to who you are? I think the very first thing that I try and do is, and it all started with sitting down with myself and, and trying to understand why me. And the question of why me as far as why was I the one that was meant to go through all of these different circumstances and what is there that I can learn from each one. That's what's continuing to help me create the space for other people where I think I can fully understand them regardless of what the circumstances may be, regardless of where they are and just accept them, like fully accept them for who they are. One of the things my dad has taught me is that half the battle is to just show up, just show up as who you are. And then throughout that, what I begin to notice is all of the other elements that also lead to being a contribution. One of those elements is just simply being there and listening. So what I try and do is I try and create these spaces where I can give people the opportunity to listen, to voice whatever it is that they're trying to speak about or whatever's on their heart. And then I try and relate. And beyond that, what I'm actively working on is not provide guidance or opinions because every single journey is different. And so for me to come into your life and say, hey, if you just do these five steps, you'll be courageous for the rest of your life. It just doesn't work like that. The steps, it may require 10, it may require you 100, or you may be well beyond the five steps that I took. So what I just try and do is just listen to every single person and give them that space and understand that the answers are already within you. And what I've learned is that how I found those answers is through the story. Listening to other people's stories helped me identify the steps that I could take within my own journey. There's this simplistic brilliance to asking why me and asking it in a way of exploring the positive outcome. It can be quite simple to ask why me and stay in the rumination of the negativity and the victim and hopeless, the drowning piece, Uh to provide people an opportunity to tell their story and then genuinely ask the question, why were you chosen for such greatness? I don't think many people ask themselves that question early enough on in the process and perhaps our listeners, if they may be struggling a little bit, this is a really good takeaway is consider this from the perspective of the bad stuff that happens is because you could manage it. And there is a piece in there that only you are capable of transforming into the what next part. It's why it's there for you. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that what you just said makes me think of is this, One of the biggest things that I struggled with for many, many years was this whole concept of truth. 
which is maybe somehow related to this concept of belonging. And that is the truth uh, or, or living with my truth. Because mm-hmm. here's what happens when you have gone. And I think a lot of us have, when I went through the different events that I have in my first 12 years of my life. And then after that, when I committed to this journey of wanting to learn more and wanting to turn some of those negative events into positives by choosing to look at each and every single one of them from the lens of what are the lessons and takeaways that I gained through that experience. Here's the thing that happens is when, when I begin to look at it from that, that point of view, my truth evolved. So my truth went from being that nine-year-old kid and seeing what I'm seeing to a 25, 26, 27-year-old with a completely different lens because then I'm able to identify reasons for why that thing happened and what I've learned from it and what I can apply moving forward. This concept of truth is also interesting when it comes to that sense of belonging and just really being able to embrace yourself for who you are and love yourself for who you are is that it changes and it's okay for it to change. And it took me a long time to understand that. So when, when we talk about, when you spoke about the different events that sometimes I'll look at and put myself in the, the victim mindset and how I've been able to reverse it. But then the challenge within that is, well, I've reversed it. And then I, I remember asking myself, well, is that true? Is that how it happened? And then through that, through the asking of that, is this new perspective going to help me? I I view my life as multi-character perspective. So you have the one that's fully in it. You have the one that's simply there observing. And then you have the one who's playing the other individual within that case. So whether it was my mom, my sister, whoever else it may be. And all three of those are going to have their own version of truth. Yes. And their own version of what happened. And I think that's part of the healing. That's, that was, that is what has worked for me is Mm -hmm. being able to transition between the different perspectives Mm -hmm. that are possible within the situations. Yeah. I think there's this element when you do that of you come to acceptance, self-acceptance for the life that you're in that self-acceptance then sort of changes the playing field of what belonging is. Because uh-huh. self-acceptance becomes self-belonging. I belong. I ha- I'm in my truth. I'm acknowledging of all of that. Now, when I step into the world, I don't need the validation back because I have mm-hmm. it here. So when I seek out spaces within which I want to welcome other people, I'm welcoming them knowing that I'm, I'm good. When I need fixing, I might not be good. So I might not be welcoming to others or I might not feel like I belong or I might need validation for belonging. Uh-huh. It's a really great description of the journey and how it sort of ties from beginning to end. Here's another thing that I had a challenge with. And until recently, I was able to understand this from a different lens. So I believe after, after having so many conversations with so many people, of so many different backgrounds, is that it's actually pretty fascinating, the, the narratives that people choose to live. Some people will, when you ask them, what's your story? Mm-hmm. they will tell you the story from the day that they're born, but they won't focus on the now and they won't focus on the future. Others will only tell you in the now 
and then others will only tell you in the future. And what I've learned in knowing those three things is that it, it redefines this quote unquote space and sense of belonging for me, because I thought for a while was that in creating this space where I can, where we can accept people where, from wherever they are and wherever they're at, wherever they're at is they had to go deep into their past. I thought that that was the point mm -hmm. that in sharing yourself, you have to share the things about your childhood, mm -hmm. the traumatic experiences, the different things you went through. But then what I begin to understand is that, well, that's not the only way to do it. People have a choice as far as which narrative they live in and, what, and where they focus. So just like there was a time when I chose to focus all my time and energy into my past mm -hmm. so I can reframe it, mm -hmm. people do that for the current and the future. And so I, the reason why I'm saying all of this is that people are at different phases. And when it comes to this concept of belonging, I, there's no one size fits all. And, and I, I've been part of groups like that where we were there to share and someone else, someone within the group or, or a leader of that group would stand up and say, Hey, share more about your past, share why you're really, you, why you're really here or what's what you are struggling with. And then I just begin to look at it and said, well, what if I don't struggle with my past right. or why do I have to share my past? Mm -hmm. Why is that the thing you think of? when you think of the question of what is your story? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as, as you're saying that, something came up to me, an idea about belonging that we haven't really even touched on. The idea that you need to conform to a certain personality, stereotype, what it might be, to yes. fit in part of the group. That this sameness, you know, when you mentioned before about humans first, one of the other great things about that is that, okay, we might all have open minds and open hearts, but we all come from extremely different backgrounds. We all come from different professions. We all come from a different standpoint with different views. And that's okay. That's accepted. All the different pieces coming together to make a puzzle rather than every piece being identical. Um, it doesn't create the right picture. It creates a forced picture that, you know, maybe whoever's dreaming up this picture might want to see, but everyone else's perspective is, that doesn't make sense. It, it's distorted. I don't understand that. I think mm -hmm. it is the hashtag not anymore so i've just written down a few things here and just allow me to sort of give a quick recap on what we've been talking about so some really salient points here about living with your truth about the importance of recognizing the past and the present and the future but not placing any overly significant point on and any one particular one the idea that belonging is a choice or a need we talked about belonging and welcoming acceptance Teresa asked about the cost of joining the permission granted. You, you talked about your struggle with the question, why me? And then you said, well, what can I learn from this? What can I truly accept about a thing? How can I grow this individual journey being about not offering guidance, not offering your opinion, but really just more offering yourself the space that is you, the listening. Teresa said that the bad stuff happens to you in your life because you can handle it. It was meant for you to have there's a lot of things here that people can take away from, from this conversation that really started mm -hmm. off on a real grounding other than the word belonging. And I love where it's gone and where it's taken us. But maybe you have one final gold nugget that you want people to think about so they can actually start adopting this idea 
tomorrow when they listen to this show? Mm -hmm. there, there are a couple of things that come to mind. The first one is everything that you, you mentioned, for me, a lot of that relates to purpose. Purpose is something that I think each and every single one of us has already. And what I've learned is that it named the game becomes is how do I make those experiences purposeful? So that's the first thing that I wanted to point out. And, and that question of why me, that led me to my quote unquote purpose for this particular chapter of my life. I think that's a really great takeaway for people mm -hmm. to know, give yourself permission of time to mm -hmm. explore that. Mm -hmm. And that, that will open the doors that leads to really great things. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I wanted to say when, then this comes in relationship to the different groups and events that we're a part of. One of the things that made sense in my mind as far as what I do, and that is I really try and understand that every single group, every single interaction has its own purpose. And with some of those, you are meant to go as deep as you can about life and others you are not. It's the same exact reason when, when I think about the different relationships that I have within my life, there are people who all I do is talk sports with. There are people who I talk provoking questions such as what is life? What is belonging? What is identity? You guys are part of that tribe. There are people that I have book clubs with all these different things, but it doesn't make any of them less than compared to the other. And so I think every group has its purpose and it has that meaning. And so when I think about this concept of belonging, I have belonging with it within each and every single one of them. And yet they're all different. To sum it all up, every encounter has a purpose and it has meaning. And, the, and really what I've learned is just, just accepting it for what it is and not trying to create it into something else. So you're not just saying, this is what I do. I'm a sports guy. These are my friends. This is what we talk about. You've got all of that. You've got this level. Then you've got this next level. And all of those things together create the diamond that is Oleg with all those okay. things together. So, all right. So everyone I'm sure is very intrigued to find out how can we get in touch with Oleg? How can we find out more? What's on the horizon for you in the next few months? The best way that people can get in touch will probably be through our website and that is just simply googling overcoming odds one of the things that we have coming up is an event in philadelphia it's called survive to thrive in my opinion my mindset of survive to thrive is based on four elements trust belief choice and connection so real quick when's the event and where is it the event is in philadelphia and it is going to, it's a two-day event on may 9th and 10th Okay, perfect. All right, so we you know we'd like to finish with a rapid fire Q and A. Ten statements, two choices. Interpret it as you wish. Here's number one: uh, manager or leader? Leader. Uh, number two: active or reactive? That's a tough one. Active. Okay. Uh, number three: black and white or grey? Grey. For optimist or realist? Optimist. Uh, number five, Canada or England? <laughs> the world. <laughs> uh, number six, heart or head? Heart. Number seven, empathy or assertiveness? Empathy. 
Number eight, introvert or extrovert? Both. Mm. Nice. Uh, number nine, logical or emotional? Logical, but I'm sure that changes depending on who you speak with. Uh, I could sense both was coming out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, okay, last one, 10. Innovation or process? Both. <laughs> oh, you've set a precedent now. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. That's been such an insightful talk, as I knew it would be, as we all knew it would be. Thank you so much for being part of the show, Alec. Thank you, Oleg. That was a beautiful experience. Thank you. The best way for us to find out if we are giving you, our listener, the value of your time by helping you think differently so you can do differently is if you write a review and give a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on.